Bernie Radio, 103.9 FM, just after 9 o'clock. Good morning. Coming up at 9.30 is Building Texas with Justin McKenzie. But thank you for making your appointment to hear this inspiring show, God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. The following is sponsored by GodandOurDogs.com. And this is Bernie Radio. Discover a new perspective. God and Our Dogs. GodandOurDogs.com Welcome to God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. Join us online at GodandOurDogs.com. Subscribe, share, and stay. Now here's your host, Meg Greer. Welcome to God and Our Dogs. This is Meg Greer, your host. Our vision on God and Our Dogs is discovering a new perspective and rely on God the way our dogs rely on us. How does it happen? The same way our other relationships grow. Spending time together, learning about one another, developing trust, and experiencing transformation. Dog stories told on the show leave us with a deeper understanding of Christ's love for us, our value to Him, God's purpose for our lives, and belonging to His family. Our own dog stories even come to mind, revealing aha moments and help us see scripture in action with our dogs and God. Go to GodInOurDogs.com and sign up for insider news so you can catch all the updates. Click follow on the God and Our Dogs pages on social media. Subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast site and on YouTube. Thanks to the God and Our Dogs business partners, including Sonora Bank, 101 Mobility, Robin Saunders Luxury Group, and Wagmore Pet Resort. We appreciate our host, Tusculum Brewing Company on Bernie's Historic Main Street, a great place to enjoy family, food, and Tusculum craft beer. Tusculum Brewing welcomes our dogs, too. We are blessed to have with us today Sheriff Al Oksher. He was sworn into office as the Kendall County, Texas Sheriff, January 1st, 2013, after serving as Texas DPS State Trooper for many years. Asked why he wanted to be Sheriff, Oksher said, I want to help Kendall County be the safest place to live, work, and raise a family. Welcome, Sheriff. We're so happy to have you on God and Our Dogs. Thank you, Meg. It's a pleasure to be back again. Yes. Thanks for having me. Yes. We've talked in the last couple of years about wonderful canine Renee and Deputy Michelle Quaid, her handler. And I thought it would be really interesting today to talk about other ways that the Sheriff's Department incorporates dogs into all of the wonderful services you offer to protect the community. But first of all, before we do that, I want to talk a little bit about how you decided to be a law enforcement officer and a state trooper. That's pretty exciting. You're going back a few years. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll tell you, I was one of those folks that really didn't have a, a full direction, but I knew I wanted to go into public service somehow. At the time, I had actually applied with the Texas Department of Public Safety. I had also applied with the San Antonio Fire Department. Oh, how interesting. And I had a choice to make because I was invited by both of them to get on board with the organizations and attend their academies. I had to think about that. And to be honest with you, other than understanding what someone thinks they know about what a fireman does or what a police officer does, I had to go through my mind what kind of service I thought I would really prefer to do and weigh 
in my mind, what were the pros and cons. And I decided to go the law enforcement route. Mm -hmm. And having done that, looking back, I don't regret it by any means. I'm thankful for what I've been given, the opportunities and the ability to be able to serve community in that capacity. And then after a career of working the road and highway patrol, I had uh, contemplated and thought for some time about running for, for sheriff for Kendall County. And I did and uh, retired in 2011 and uh, began my campaign pretty much immediately. And then, you know, was successful at that the first time around and took office in 2013, as you stated. Yeah. Here we are today. It's hard to believe it's this is year 11. We're coming to the completion I of know. year 11. When I yeah. was writing your introduction, I thought, oh, my gosh, it's been a long time since 2013. It time has. flies. It does. Well, is being sheriff what you, what you expected it to be? It's a lot different than being a state trooper, oh, isn't it? Oh, much different. Oh, yeah. Much mm-hmm. more. Much more. And it, you don't know what you don't know, right? That's always the case. And so the rewards are much greater. The, the ability to have an impact on a community is much greater greater. As a matter of fact, I just spoke of this the other day. People used to ask me uh, after I was elected and said, do I miss the road? Do I miss the uniform? And I could even, as soon as those questions were asked after becoming sheriff, I realized immediately, and the response was pretty much very quickly that, no, I, I, I don't miss it. And that's not in any negative way. It's not in any bad context of why I don't miss it. And I relate it in this way as a law enforcement officer, especially as a trooper, because a trooper in a rural county like like we are here, mm-hmm. sometimes you're only on the road by yourself. You're only two trooper around in the county that might be you know running around. You work with the deputies and the police departments, and you build those camaraderies and friendships and relationships. But basically, you're the only trooper out there, and you're the guy out there out on the back roads and the highways and interstate and doing your thing out there. And as a trooper you do what you can do within the boundaries of what you're limited that you can do meaning that you enforce the laws you write traffic tickets you arrest people and Mm -hmm. take them to jail you assist a lot of people those that are involved in crashes out there that need a lot of assistance and help you help people change tires and on for elderly people on a rainy day there's all kinds of things that you end Mm -hmm. up doing and and under the the guise of serving the public and when you do that in that capacity, you're one person, you do what you can do. You might be working hand in hand with the locals as well, but you do what you can do within that realm. And then in this position as a sheriff, um, today I have 110 people at work. And with that being said, the impact, the first impact that you have as a leader of an organization is, and I, I think it's a huge responsibility, and that is developing the culture of that organization. Mm-hmm. And as a trooper, you had no responsibility of developing a culture anywhere right. other than your own ethics and not your right. work ethics and your own integrity and the thing that you establish for yourself that people get to know you as. But as a sheriff, now you have people that are under you that you're responsible for. And I think the first responsibility is making sure that, that you take care of your people. Mm-hmm. And so my leadership style, some people would, would call it a, a servant leader. And so I, I have the responsibility of taking care of my people. And that's always first and foremost on my list. I had it explained to me by a very successful businessman, local businessman. He described his, the way he looks at it, and it's the way I've, I, I do things. 
typically you see a structure organization where the leader's on top and all the subordinates are the way structures are. Everyone else is underneath the leader, right? Mm-hmm. He told me that uh, he takes that pyramid and he turns it upside down. Uh-huh. And as the leader, you aren't on top, you're on the bottom. And as a result of that, it's your responsibility to promote, educate, train, empower those folks above you and allow them to prosper and do all the good that you allow them to do and all the things that you give them. And you put yourself last. Mm -hmm. And so that's one of the leadership's, I guess, attributes or guidelines or things that I go by. I always make sure that I take care of my folks. And so you develop the culture. You don't want to go to work a place that, that you don't want to be. And so my goal is to make sure that I provide that environment that people want to go mm-hmm. to work. Mm-hmm. Now, we're all human here, right? And we all have bad days. And there are days we don't want to go to work. But my hope is that it's not because of the work you do or right. when you do the work. It's because right. we have other things. And, and so we do that. And if we can develop a good culture within the organization and people are glad and happy to work here. And then the next thing is they'll take that in their service as they go out and serve the community. And you all have a very challenging job. You had a challenging job as a trooper. You have all the deputies here and other members of your organization have a very, sometimes even taxing, not just physically taxing, but emotionally taxing. Mm. And we talked about canine Renee in the past. And I, as you talked about developing a culture, it really made me think about why you brought canine Renee into the organization. That's a very interesting point. Renee is, she came on board as a facilities dog. One of the things that we're exposed to, you got to understand in our line of work, there's so much negativity that we're exposed to. People don't call the police because they want to congratulate them or because things are happy and good. They're, they're usually experiencing something bad. Right. Something's out of control or something is wrong. And so they call us in to come help take care of whatever that situation is. And typically it's not good. Anything from a domestic disturbance to dealing with drug situations, people call 911 because they need help. Right. And so we come in and try to mediate those situations and neutralize the issues and problems and causes. We're a lot more than just being police officers, but we're exposed to so much negativity. You go to crashes and people injured all the time, especially when it involves young kids or kids being abused. And so you deal with a lot of things that that the normal person doesn't deal with. And so it has an impact. It has an impact on your psyche, whether you want to admit it or not. Mm -hmm. I come from an old school generation of the just suck it up, buttercup, get (laughs) on down the road and and do your job. But I've come to to learn that, that mental health is something that is of a great importance Mm -hmm. for everybody but in law enforcement we're exposed to so much that whether you like to admit it or not it does have an impact Mm -hmm. and so Renee comes to us with the idea of a facilities dog to help break that ice Mm -hmm. of the barriers that people put up Mm -hmm. when when they start dealing with issues within themselves Mm -hmm. and so having a facilities dog run around from office to office as she's always searching out treats and stuff and she just she brings something out and everybody's always glad to see her so that's one thing and then of course we've taken that another step with Renee because she is 
part of our mental health team. Mm-hmm. For our mental health officers when they go out and when Michelle, who actually goes out and deals with subjects that might be in a crisis or dealing with some kind of issue or maybe even a follow-up. The crisis is now behind us, but now we need to maintain and we need to follow up and, mm-hmm. and maintain those relationships and, and try to keep people on, the, on a good path. Right. That Renee has been such an awesome tool to just break those barriers between law enforcement, I'm here mm-hmm. to correct an issue, whatever. Renee comes into the middle of things and people just break down and they immediately focus on her and start talking to her and petting her and they open up. Mm -hmm. And she's such a facilitator to be able to clear things up and make things better for the situation. Yeah. So So it's really interesting because... When you hear about canines in law enforcement or in the military, you don't normally think about a therapy dog as an effective tool. So it's really exciting that you've incorporated incorporated that here in Kendall County. It only made sense, right? It only made sense to use her as a catalyst and that tool, Mm -hmm. just another thing to use in the duties that we do and what we do for our work. Right. For Michelle to be able to take her out and when it's safe to do so, to introduce her to whatever consumer or person dealing with mm-hmm. in crisis that it just opens things up right. and it has had a tremendous impact and it's been extremely successful. That's awesome. Before we talk about your other canines in service in here in the Sheriff's Department, I'd like to tell you and our listeners about one of our awesome sponsors and that is Tusculum Brewing. Tusculum Brewing's passion is filling the hearts and bellies of neighbors with great food and craft beer, brewed on site. Visit soon to enjoy the indoor tap room, outdoor patio, brew house tap room, spacious beer garden, and live music. Tusculum has atmosphere, food, and drinks for all members of the family, including our kids and dogs. Visit Tusculum Brewing soon. Visit online at tusculum.beer. God and Our Dogs has great sponsors. Please thank them when you see them. Branscombe Law, The Rivers Team with Phyllis Browning, Kendall County Abstract, and Tusculum Brewing. Because of them, we have a wonderful website, godandourdogs.com, including my blog and the sign-up for a weekly thought to ponder with stories based on my dogs on the Want a Treat page. You can also listen to those Thoughts to Ponder Thursday mornings at 745 and 845 on Bernie Radio 103.9 FM or the Bernie Radio app. Check out the show webpage for our newsletter, updates, and resources. That's GodInOurDogs.com for lots of treats. Discover a new perspective. God and our dogs. This is Teresa Moen, and you're listening to God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. We are back on God and Our Dogs. This is Meg Greer, your host. Joining us today is Kendall County, Texas Sheriff Al Oksher. We don't want to get confused with Illinois, do we? It happens. It actually (laughs) happens. I bet it does. We're talking today about purpose in law enforcement and with our canines. And before the break, we talked about your history and how you got involved in law enforcement, Sheriff, as well as what canine Renee has been able to bring to the department as a facility dog and mental health dog. We have two other canines that serve in the sheriff's department, canine Taja and canine Luna. 
Tell us about why you wanted to get canines involved uh, on patrol with the deputies. Renee is an anomaly. She's a, a single purpose. I say single purpose, but she she's a specialized, unique in what she does. Mm-hmm. And, and she's a pioneer in, in that field of, of bringing canines into the mental health field. I'm very proud of that fact. When you speak of Taja and Luna, they are canines that we have on our staff. They are uh, uh, police dogs, and they're assigned to a handler. And they are patrol dogs that they actually go out with their handler as they go out and patrol Kendall County. Those dogs, those types of dogs, let's just say for patrol purposes Mm -hmm. and canine use and police work, has actually been around for for many years. So trying to be, let's just say, modern and progressive in our ways of doing our business and being able to serve the community, it's it's just a good idea to introduce and, and try to get as many tools as you can on your tool belt to be able to serve the community better. Mm-hmm. And so we started off with one canine, that was Luna, and brought her in the fold, and she was she has done very well. And our goal will be to ultimately try to have a, a canine available for all our, all our patrol shifts, which are four. I see. So right now we have two of them covered, and like anything – Meg, there's a cost involved with that. Of course. And so it's just a matter of trying to prioritize and how those costs can be covered mm-hmm. with budget processes and prioritizing the needs of the office and being respectful for taxpayer dollars as well. So it's a goal that we'll, we're reaching for, and at some point we'll be adding canines as mm-hmm. we can. And so they go out with the guys, and they're our dogs, like most law enforcement patrol dogs, are either single-purpose or dual-purpose dogs, meaning that our dogs are trained to detect drugs. Okay. And so out on the road when the guys are doing traffic stops, if they find reason to to use the dog on a vehicle out on the side of the road, they'll use the dog for that purpose. Both of them happen to be dual-purpose, meaning they're also tracking dogs. Okay. Tracking dogs can also be used for search and rescue situations if mm-hmm. we're looking for individuals and so both of them are dual purpose, both of them are drug, and both of them are trackers as well. Mm-hmm. And so it just makes a lot of sense in modern policing to use the best tools that you can have that's available to you and try to secure those to be able to serve your communities mm-hmm. better. Mm-hmm. And that's what we've done here. So we've been able to get up to two, and at some point we'll try to add, add more, some more as we can. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting to me. I was reading about the dogs that are serving and you have this image, or I have an image in my head, I should say, that these dogs are maybe vicious or just difficult to contain. They're always ready to go. But reading their descriptions, when they're not working, when they're not ordered to go search for drugs or people, they like to have fun. Oh, absolutely. Sure they do. Yeah. Yeah. And you got to understand, they become like a child, another person for that canine handler. They're with them 24 hours a day, seven days Mm -hmm. a week. And so they become, certainly become a member of of their families. Mm -hmm. But yeah, they're typically high energy. Uh They they have a lot of energy and they want to go all the time. Yeah. But they have their playtime as well. Now, there are distinctions. There are some dogs that, that, that are more on the patrol side that can be more vicious, and they're hands-off kind of dogs. Mm-hmm. I don't personally think that's a good dog to have in our purpose 
for our community. So Luna and Taja are both approachable mm-hmm. at the handlers with right. the handler being there as well. But they're not the, the aggressive barking constantly mm-hmm. wanting to go after somebody right. type of dog. In learning about Renee in the last couple of years, you all have described the ongoing training that she needs to have. I mm-hmm. would imagine that Luna and Taja need the same type of ongoing training. Absolutely. They are certified and tested annually and have to pass mm-hmm. their certifications every year in order to maintain being able to use them um, out on the serving the community mm-hmm. like they do yeah so yeah that that's a and, and a handler as well so it's not just a dog but it's the handler as well mm-hmm. so they have their annual recertifications every year that they have to do that makes sense they're a team mm-hmm. so they should be certified together absolutely yeah absolutely this whole conversation today really makes me think a lot about purpose your purpose as a law enforcement officer your choice to rather than pursuing a fire department type career. The purposes of the various dogs that you have at service here in Kendall County. You've got a therapy dog, and then you've got search and rescue and drug detection dogs. Mm -hmm. It really makes me think about purpose. Do you think maybe sometimes we have more than one purpose that God's created us for? Oh, absolutely. Sometimes we don't always know that purpose, and sometimes at the strangest times, those purposes are revealed to us. Yeah. And then sometimes God uses us for things that we never thought that he'd ever use us for. We can know sometimes what those are. Sometimes we know what gifts we have, and then sometimes those gifts come from nowhere, and we should use those for blessings to bless other people with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, purpose is very relevant. Mm -hmm. It also makes me think about how purpose goes so well with training. Because just because you wanted to be a law enforcement officer, just because you you wanted canine Renee and canine Luna and canine Taja to join the department doesn't mean, okay, this is what we're going to do, but then there's no training to advance that purpose. Absolutely. And canines are like anybody else in in what they do. Not every canine that you think might serve as a good drug detention dog, detection dog, or a cadaver dog, because they're used for many different purposes. Mm -hmm. As they go through their training, sometimes they learn that that's not what what they're good at. Renee is a perfect example. Renee was originally a sight a sightseeing dog, okay, mm-hmm. for blind, for a, she was originally trained to be a sight dog for a blind person. Mm-hmm. And the strangest things happened. She came upon a statute, as I understand, and she, for whatever reason, had nothing to do, didn't want to have anything to do with the statute. So she couldn't work as a sightseeing dog for a blind person. Mm-hmm. But they figured out another purpose for her. And she has blossomed in that role mm-hmm. with the training right. and continue training and has done an excellent job. So that's a perfect example of trying to take that canine in a certain direction, realizing that's not going to work mm-hmm. and, and she doesn't fit that that job and found another purpose for her. Mm-hmm. And now she's thriving in that. Yeah, kind of makes me wonder, sometimes maybe we're not in the right place, or maybe we are, but we haven't undergone sufficient training to be good at that purpose. <laughs> Doesn't God have strange ways of yeah. revealing things to us? I know, I know, it's so true. Yeah, It's been so much fun to talk about this today. I'd really like for you to tell our listeners, me as well, of course, what can we do to support your canine units? We, uh, we can always depending on the time, there's needs that we have, 
they require certain equipment. There's always the food issue mm-hmm. with the canines. They require certain foods. People can help us in, in, in ways of being able to donate maybe to those causes. Very honestly, we have a lot of those things covered through our budget process. Mm-hmm. We, we make sure that we have everything that we think we're going to need. But every once in a while, we needed a, both of them have bulletproof vest and the stab-resistant vests. And that was at a substantial cost, and people stepped up and, and helped us to be able to purchase that. So it's things like that. So down the road, as we can try to enhance our use of canines, mm-hmm. those needs will probably come around again as we expand this, the use of canines here at Kendall County Sheriff's Office. That's awesome. So can people learn more on uh, your website about the dogs, or what would you suggest? Mm, I don't know that we have a whole lot. Um, well, we don't post a whole lot as far as what the dogs have done on a day-to-day mm-hmm. basis. If they do something that's of substantial nature, we'll put something out on social media mm-hmm. and, and let the public know. Okay. Um, but other than that, I don't know that we post a whole lot on, yeah. our, on our website. Yeah, so follow social media then yeah. if you want to know more. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds great. Thank you so much for joining us today on God and Our Dog Sheriff. It's been so much fun to have you. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having great. me. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm, you bet. Before we bring the show to a close, I'd like to leave with a thought to ponder. Yes, that's P-A-W-N-D-E-R. I recently met a Labrador who shook with excitement about retrieving birds. She jumped and begged to go, and go now. When not at work, she loves spending time with her humans. What can we learn from our dogs about purpose? Does God want us to fulfill multiple purposes in our lives? If so, how can we work with Him to get equipped? Thanks to the God and Our Dogs business partners, including River Road Pharmacy, PPO Health Insurance, Cibolo Creek Vet Hospital, and Roberts High Tech Home Inspection. This is Meg Greer. You've been listening to God and Our Dogs. I appreciate all of you and thank you for joining us. You can listen to the show again on our website or subscribe on your favorite podcast site. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and social media pages. Sign up for insider news on GodandOurDogs.com. Subscribing and following help the show spread the word about discovering a new perspective to rely on God the way our dogs rely on us. Discover a new perspective. God and our dogs. GodandOurDogs.com. head over to the Patrick Heath Public Library with Miss Constance for Children's Story Time. As the Patrick Heath Library is open today from 10 to 4, this is Bernie Radio.